Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, registered dietitian and weight loss coach, and you're listening to the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast, a place for practical advice for women looking to balance their hormones, ditch dieting, and discover mindset shifts that will keep you motivated and empowered on your healthy eating journey. Are you ready to get started? My guest today is one amazing lady that I've come to know through Instagram. I love this woman, even though we've never met in person, because she's so authentic and genuine and truly wants to help women with PCOS. Her name is Leticia Bates. She's a registered health coach certified in holistic nutrition and weight loss for women. Having PCOS herself, she understands the struggles that women face with PCOS. And Leticia has a very special passion for advocating for the PCOS community. She even meets with lawmakers, encouraging them to fill in the gaps in PCOS care and research. And what a great thing to do, especially now during PCOS Awareness Month. And I know Leticia has been doing this for several years now. Her journey, struggles, and successes keep her inspired to empower women just like you to take back your power so that you can live the life you've been wishing for despite PCOS. Leticia has a great page on Instagram. She's on TikTok, and she also has a podcast herself called Live Free Radio. So I highly encourage that you go check it out. In today's episode, we spoke about exercise for PCOS, and I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. So without any further ado, let's get into my interview with Leticia Bates. Leticia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a great topic today that I know everyone's going to love hearing about, which is exercise. Yeah. But before we jump into that, well, first of all, I have to say you, girl, are having a good time on Instagram and TikTok. (laughs) Yeah. You bring so much like fun and excitement and positivity into this space, which I absolutely love. So I just want to give you a shout out. And are you having so much fun making these I am. It was really funny. Um, So I'm I'm guilty of being one of those that just downloaded TikTok just to like watch everyone. You know, I I didn't think that I, I didn't want to, you know, do TikTok myself, but I started watching all of these hilarious videos and I thought, but I could do that and then put the PCOS spin on it and increase awareness. By doing that, you know, and just having fun. And, and let's just be honest, the PCOS, you know, it's just really, it can get really discouraging. And so yes. sometimes we just got to like liven it up a little bit. So I didn't even mean, it was a mistake. I didn't even mean to to have all this fun, but, I, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. And I think you're lightening it all up for everyone. Hopefully. It can feel heavy. It can feel like you said, you know, a little depressing or just kind of like just you know very serious and you're doing it in a way that is educational it's bringing awareness it's encouraging and inspiring women and you're having fun like what's better than that exactly exactly so shout out to you girl I love (laughs) it thank you thank you 
So before we jump into talking about exercise, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. And for my listeners who are not following you online and already know a lot about you, kind of like your own PCOS story. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, again, like my name is Letitia. I'm from Tennessee and I um, am a 32-year-old mom and uh, wife. And, you know, my journey started, um, I was diagnosed at the age of 23, but obviously like hindsight now, I I probably should have been diagnosed in my teens. Um, I uh, was really late into getting my menstrual cycle. I believe I was like the last girl in my class. And then I went 13 months before I had another one and like eight months, six months, no one ever seemed concerned. They were only concerned about my weight, which I was, you know, overweight and obese pretty much my entire life. But again, looking back, I didn't do anything any different than my friends or my peers that were of normal weight. Um, you know, I wasn't, I was very active. I was a softball player, a cheerleader. Um, you know, I was constantly exercising. It was, it's just really crazy. Just, you know, like I said, hindsight and just Mm -hmm. seeing that the signs were there really early, but at the time that I was diagnosed, um, you know, I had just left a doctor that was really harsh and, uh, you know, wasn't very helpful. And finally a doctor kind of listened to everything. And, um, my story is a little bit different. She actually just diagnosed me off the criteria from like symptomology. Um, so like she didn't immediately do, um, the lab testing to like check my androgens or anything like that, but it was obvious my androgens were elevated because I was overweight. I had acne. I, you know, was having irregular periods. Um, we didn't do an ultrasound. So, you know, kind of for a couple of years, I didn't know for sure. Like, was that really what I had, you know, do I really have PCOS? But then every time I talked about it, either like people did that, like it was, it was made up. Uh, like mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was, like it wasn't real. And then. Um, I did have to have some help to to conceive my second son. And then, of course, after he was conceived, I wanted to dive into like my health and and fitness journey. And um, I I lost 80 pounds. And I remember talking about PCOS then and people saying, well, you would have never lost the weight if you really have PCOS or, you know, because I was um, more lean all of a sudden, you know, I couldn't possibly have PCOS. And so I was really closeted about it for a long time. I didn't talk about it on social media that much. Um, Even though I was still struggling with having irregular periods, like I couldn't have a period unless I was on birth control. And it was just, it was just really chaotic. And, and even though I'd lost the weight, if I had gave up all of my exhausting efforts, it would have came right back on like immediately. So it was Um, hard work to take the weight off. Right, right. And it was really hard work. Like I remember telling people like, they're like, how do you keep going? Well, I can't stop because if I do, it's just going to come right back. But um, in the midst of like that journey, I got really involved in weightlifting. Um, I do remember researching that weightlifting was beneficial for PCOS, but I love lifting weights. It was just like my jam. And I got into bodybuilding and started um, being more ambitious and competed on a, a competitive stage as a figure competitor. Obviously, the most muscular, lean, you know, I guess you could say ripped I've ever been. Um, 
And that's and a pretty strict lifestyle, right? It was very strict. It was it was so strict. And even though in the thick of it, I enjoyed every bit of it. And I would never, I'm not going to say I would discourage anyone from if that's your goal and that's your dream. Like I'm all for supporting your dreams. But now looking back, I didn't realize how much damage I was doing to my body because I have PCOS. So about two months after I competed, um, I couldn't even get out of bed. I mean, it was like depression, brain fog, my whole entire body was ate up with inflammation. Like I was like, even my face was puffy. Like I was swollen. Like I was allergic to something. My digestion shut down. I was having um, hair was coming out in like, you know, thick gobs. And um, I mean, I remember sitting down and writing down all of my symptoms and I covered a full page, like lines. Like, I, I mean, like it was just unreal the, the struggle that my body was going through. I would never wish that on anyone, but that led me into diving into more like, okay, well, I have PCOS. Is, is this why I'm having this issue? I did have a coach at the time that was intelligent enough to say, hey, you know, you need to get your hormones checked. And just in that process of learning more about PCOS and my hormones and the lifestyle that I was living, the thing that our culture, our diet culture and our society, especially with PCOS, they say, oh, well, you know, you have to eat less and you need to work out more. And if that's not working, you need to go harder. You're not doing it enough. Right. It almost made my body shut down. I mean, and, and I was at the leanest my body had ever been. I lost the weight and things got worse for me. So everything that I had ever thought was real was not true. And that's when, so I, I was a nurse, uh, you know, been a nurse for 11 years now. And I just started saying, no, like I have got to, ha- I'd never want anyone to go through this. I changed careers, became a registered health coach. Um, I knew that I wanted uh, to take a more holistic approach when it came to helping women. So I got certified in holistic nutrition and weight loss for women and opened uh, my own business where I can coach women virtually that, you know, to take these precautions where we look at the things that I'm sure we're going to talk about today. Like it's not eat less and work out more. That's not the answer. Yeah, And we have to start having these conversations where people are encouraged and enlightened on the fact that it's not the answer because we're going to damage a lot of women. Yeah. And I think what you said is so true. And a lot of women probably can resonate with, you hear this advice and then your body is screaming another message to you. Like, right. Like it's telling you, this is not working for me. Right. What you're doing is something that, you know, is not jiving with what your body needs, but we don't know that because we hear a lot of messages of go harder, restrict more, make more effort. And then it, unfortunately for a lot of women, it comes to this really, you know, low moment where you're realizing like, no, this is not right. Like something mm-hmm. is not right. Yeah. I, again, hindsight, looking back, I ignored so many signs and Part of that, and it could have been just the culture that I was um, in, and it's this is not to to sound negative on that culture at all. I still, I, you know, I admire um, bodybuilding, but you know, there's kind of like this like unwritten law that the person that suffers the most looks the best, right? And even though that may be to like an extreme because it's an extreme sport, that mentality comes through in diet culture every single day, 
Absolutely. You know, we hear things like, you know, nothing tastes as good as, as skinny feels like that. Like that is such a toxic mindset. And women, I think, are ignoring those cues of your body screaming out just because they think that that is their suffrage that they need to 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 live up to these diet culture standards. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. sad. But I think women like you really help deliver that message. Um, and like you said, you can do these things, but in a healthier way, you can incorporate these things into your life if you love them. And some women do enjoy them. Like I, you know, enjoy weightlifting. I can totally mm-hmm. relate to that. But yeah, it's when things, you know, go a little extreme or you don't listen to your body or for women with PCOS, we know hormones are very, very sensitive. So you right. have to be extra cautious mm-hmm. um, yeah. when you're doing these things. For sure. So what role does exercise play in your life right now? Like, how do you incorporate it now? Yeah. So my life looks very different now than what it did a couple of years ago. Um, so I was, uh, you know, I guess I'll use the term gym rat. I was in there, even though I knew I wasn't supposed to be, I was there seven days a week. And um, now I work out two, maybe three times a week. And when I say workout, I'm weightlifting two to three times a week, um, doing much, much lighter weights. Um, and um and basically doing like a body circuit. But, um, you know, I changed my modalities of, you know, it's not just weightlifting for me now. I incorporate yoga. And when it comes to cardio, because this is what I need for my specific body, I toned it down and I go for a walk. I go outside Mm -hmm. and I go for a walk in nature. And I actually was just uh, telling someone the other day, I feel like walking is like the most underrated form of cardio. Like for some reason, we've, we've forgotten about how amazing it is, but it has so many benefits beyond just the cardi cardio benefit. Yes. Um, so, you know, that really, uh, it's, it's a, it's a few light weight training circuits for me, plus some yoga and, and walking is my current, uh, exercise regimen at this time. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you said you're a, you're now a health coach. You're helping women mm-hmm. improve their lifestyle, create those healthy habits, incorporate right. all the different components into healing PCOS. What do you see as far as like, where does um, weightlifting or yoga or any type of exercise fit into that? Is it something that you recommend women do in, right away? Or do you kind of work with them to find out what's going to be the best regimen? And then you gradually build up because a lot of my listeners are not exercising regularly or formally in any way Mm -hmm. um, for many different reasons. And especially right now, since we're still during COVID, a lot of people who did exercise are not anymore. Right. Um, Having to adapt to it at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I do always, um, one thing, like, especially like with my clients, we don't just, like, I just don't have them just strictly weightlifting. Like, you know, even though I encourage it because of the benefits and I know we'll talk about that, but, um, you know, I leave the door open of like, hey, like, if this is not your jam and you like to dance, then let's dance. You know, if you, if you want to do yoga or, you know, this and that, like I'm open to whatever, because this is the thing. If you don't enjoy it, it is counterproductive. Right. And I can't, I know uh, your listeners are, are probably thinking of an exercise or some type of form of exercise that they've done where they just dreaded it and hated it. And to me, like, that's just why do that? 
it's just, it's just counterproductive. So, um, I do generally, um, like to encourage the weightlifting, but also I'm open-minded and understanding if that's not your jam, that's okay too. Um, I do think it's good to start out with the basics. So like we're, you know, you know, going to just do some squats and we're just going to do some bicep curls or, you know, like whatever muscle group we're working on, we're not doing, you know, uh, Olympic crossfitting weightlifting type things. You know, we're just right. we're keeping it simple. Um, for the most part, you could do a lot of these things at home with your body weight, um, maybe a set of resistance bands or a light set of dumbbells. So it doesn't even require these like, you know, um, I think social media kind of makes us believe that we have to have like these barbells and these like huge plates and lift all these heavy things. You can get the benefits out of resistance training with with minimal equipment and effort. Um but I am just a huge fan of just bringing in all modalities of exercise and finding where your body is at right now. So some of my clients that have never exercised before, maybe we need to start out with two or three times a week of just getting you, you know, maybe it's walking. It's whatever of course right now during COVID, it's what is actually accessible, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, starting there and just trying to build up because you do get stronger. You you do, you know, your body does adapt and then you can always add to it. Um, but I don't think it's a good idea to just jump in and just like, you know, um, you know, go into the heavy extreme intense workouts like first day. <laughs> right. Or follow, you know, some someone else's workout regimen who's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Or, you know, like yeah. sometimes we see. Yeah. And that's a good thing too. Like even with my clients, even though I have like the guide there, if it doesn't work for them, we can customize it and be like, okay, this doesn't work. Let's, you know, where are you? What can we do where if you're just grabbing a, and I've done this before too, so there's no shame in it. But if you're just grabbing someone's workout, offline, you have no idea like what you're getting into. You don't know like what level it's on and it could just have you, and it can even put you at risk for injury too. Yes. If you're ready, if you're not ready for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think that could be really demotivating too, if you can't keep yeah. up. Right. So that's not the point. And I think um, probably, cause I think most people kind of know like what a burpee is because it has such a horrible reputation. You know, another thing too is like, okay, well, if, if I'm asking you, let's try some burpees, I don't expect you to, to do like a full blown out burpee. Let's start with the modification which is just as effective. I, I used to teach um, fitness classes and women would get so discouraged when they had to use modifications. And I'm like, but you're doing the same amount of work and we're building strength and we're building endurance and stamina and you're doing such a beautiful job. And then you'll eventually work it up to where you can do a burpee, like what you see is, you know, the standard burpee. Um, so also starting out with those modifications is crucial. Yeah. Yeah. I hate bur burpees. I just have I to. I do too. But I do them because they're good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working out for a long time. I do not do burpees. I do yeah. not do burpees. I don't know if you've ever done a renegade row, but that's another one that I absolutely hate. Yeah. Um, but they work everything. So <laughs> I still do. You know, I always say I've, I've had this like mentality for a long time. If there's an exercise that you absolutely hate, it's probably your weakest point and you need to be doing it. A hundred percent. I'm going to I'm going to cuss and complain the whole time, but I'll still do it. <laughs> And you feel so good afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So speaking of feeling amazing, let's talk about some of the benefits of exercise. What do yeah. you see are like when you think about exercise and what it does for the body, what are the top three, four things that you think are the best benefits of it? 
Yeah. So PCOS, of course, specifically. Right, right. And so I do think like we could just elaborate like on on the fact that it it does make you feel good. You know, it it really starts to encourage the um, hormones like serotonin and things like that that make you feel good. And um, I will say that there, you know, is that whole quote, like you never regret your workout. I have been working out for like going on six years now. I've not regretted one since. You do feel better mentally and emotionally. Um, So that's a huge benefit there. Um, I know the benefit of calorie burning is what a lot of people focus on. So we can definitely talk about that. Um, You know, there's like three different ways that your body expends energy. Um, You know, it it does it just like your, your basal metabolism. You can actually expend energy in the way that you eat food, but burning um, physical exercise can help you burn calories or expend that energy too. So a lot of people, um, you know, focus on that benefit. And it is a great benefit. Um, And there are things that you can do to to maximize that, such as weightlifting can actually cause you to burn more calories at rest. Now, you know, once you start building muscle, um, you know, HIIT training actually causes you to burn more calories after the workout is done than what you did just during the workout. So uh, a lot of times, especially I know in the PCOS community, there's a lot of emphasis on weight loss and there's a lot of factors that come into play, but one pound typically is 3,500 calories. You need to make that deficit, whether it's using nutrition and your physical exercise. So obviously exercise and expending some of those calories and that's the benefit, but it also, um, helps with our other hormones too. I think about like, you know, leptin, the hormone that uh, tells us like when we're full, um, the insulin growth factor hormone, you know, that one is definitely going to help because it's going to promote our growth, like in the muscles and, and things like that too. So those are some like those underlying things that you don't really hear about. Like right. the human growth hormone is also stimulated and that helps with our fat metabolism and, and burning fat and stuff like that too. So I think that that's a huge benefit. But when you're talking about the hormones, we're also going to stabilize insulin. And Very that nice. is that is like huge. Um, you know, I'm sure, especially like your followers, you know, insulin is just a route for a lot of people with PCOS. And um, this is going to help you balance that out. It's going to improve your insulin sensitivity so that your insulin does work better. Um, so you know, those are, to me, those are the, the top things. Is like, it makes you feel better. It does help you expend energy. And we're looking at a lot of hormones that are coming into play once you're getting physically active um, to help, you know, improve your health and your PCOS overall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are all really great benefits. And what about women that, you know, want to get these benefits, but like you said before, they're starting off maybe with the wrong type of exercise. Mm-hmm. So do you see this as a common mistake? Like what are some of the common places where women tend to not succeed with their workouts um, and not see those great benefits? Yeah, the first thing that I think of is like the overtraining. Um, you know, like like coming into to overtraining uh, because it is possible and and it's not really talked about because um, you know especially if you're you know in the media in in our culture we're telling you constantly you know go harder go big go home no one's saying oh but you also need to rest you also need to tone it down you need to deload and those types of things so um, what I see the the most of is uh, it's a pendulum swing it's either we're not active at all. And we need to increase that or you're over exercising and maybe it's like hit, which is high intensity interval training. Um, 
you know, it's been proven to be super effective for those of us with PCOS, but there is some variables there that have to be considered. You know, if you're doing it all the time and for extended periods of time, we're cranking up stress hormones, exacerbating insulin, um, doing things like that. And you're probably getting the, you know, negative effects. Um, you know, and this is not to be negative on any genre of exercise. I am a supporter of all genres, but um, CrossFit is another one that I am noticing a lot of women with uh, PCOS, or I've even had women say, hey, you know, I went for one week and my body just like got angry. And I'm like, it's just her specific body has a sensitive relationship with stress and doing a one hour wad where you're going, excuse my you know language here, balls to the wall the whole entire time. Right. It was just too much. So you really have to try to find this balance of, you know, what actually makes your body feel good and what physical exercise is working for you, not against you. And I yeah. hope that kind of helped answer <laughs> your question because it's so variable, right. you know, but uh, it's either, you know, we could be doing too little or you could possibly be doing too much as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's hard to tell sometimes. So you do have to be really attentive to your body. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you're fatigued, if you're sore, if you're feeling like you're crashing, you know, because sometimes we're like, oh, I'm so sore. I had a good workout. Well, if you're sore for days and if you're fatigued and if you're unable to function and recover... Your yeah. body wasn't ready for that workout. I used to, can you're like, there's a word for that. It's called DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. And I used to like, I had DOMS all the time. I didn't live without DOMS. And I used to be like, yeah, you know, like I'm doing great. And I didn't take that as a sign of like, oh my gosh, like this is, um, you know, this it was my body's way of saying that was too much. And we need, we need to deload or, or come down. And just for your listeners deloading, like for instance, if you're going into the gym and you're weight training and you're going heavy heavier, 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 You're, you need to hit a point maybe at the four to six week point where you deload and you drop the weight back down, give your body time to recover. Doesn't mean that you're going to lay in bed for a week. It just means that you need to, to just lower the intensity, give your body some time to recover from that. And I know um, if it's okay, I'll share some of those things to look for if we're overtraining or overexercising because I get that question a lot. And it's kind of, okay, so like, I'm sure a lot of people ask you nutrition questions, right? So it's like, well, what's the best diet? Well, yeah. it's so variable. Like it, it, it's so, it, it so depends. So I can't say, you know, well, this is the best exercise for you because there are so many amazing exercises that have different benefits and your specific body, your lifestyle, what's going on outside of your workout, which we can definitely talk about because that's important too. These are all variables. So if you're curious as to whether or not you're over-exercising or maybe you're pushing things a little bit too hard, um, one of the things that I always like to look at is kind of starting out mentally. Are you dreading the workout? You know, are you kind of like, oh my gosh, like I just can't do another hard, intensive hit exercise, you know, or are you on the opposite of that from the emotional, mental standpoint of I can't take a day off? Mm-hmm. that's dangerous too. And I've been there. So, you know, those could be just a couple of like the first trigger signs of like, if you feel like you you can't take a day off from the gym or your exercises, or if you're dreading it, that's kind of telling if you're already getting close to the burnout stage. And then, you know, usually, and this is the way most things work, it starts out mental, emotional, and then it's going to start coming physical. 
And then we're going to start noticing you're having this excess soreness, which just means that your body's not able to recover from the stress that you demanded on it. So um, another thing that can happen is we're going to jack up inflammation. And for those of us with PCOS, like that's a big concern because we already have the chronic low-grade inflammation. Um, So if you're not for sure, of whether or not your body is inflamed. Are your joints more achy? Do you have brain fog now? Um, Another thing is you may start noticing that your sleep is getting disturbed. You know, maybe you are staying up later or you're waking up a bunch or maybe you're waking up at three or four o'clock in the morning wide awake and can't go back to sleep. That's a huge sign that that we're disrupting cortisol and that we're overtraining and overstressing the body. Um, You know, uh, Other things that people don't really think about are like um, you could have appetite changes, whether it's, uh, you know, sometimes either gone away or ramped up. That could be a definite sign that you're that you're overtraining. So there's just a lot of things to look at. But, uh, you know, if you're noticing that your PCOS symptoms are worsening, whether that is weight gain, because you could be working out really hard and gaining weight. It happens all the time. It happens to me. (laughs) Yes. I want to talk about that, actually. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah so, so go ahead. So this is something that I get asked about all the time. So people will start a nutrition plan, then they would incorporate the exercise right away, and then they would be gaining weight. Uh-huh. And a lot of it has to do with inflammation, right? right. So a lot of mm-hmm. this has to do with your muscles or there are micro tears in your muscles. There's a lot of fluid that's pulling around there probably. And um, you know, everyone wants to know, well, did I gain, gain muscle? Right. This is why I'm gaining the weight. What are Mm -hmm. your thoughts about that? So um, I will say, okay, so if we want to talk about advantages of PCOS, for those of us that do have the higher androgens with PCOS, it does give us a a good advantage for muscle muscle building. But we we just don't build muscle at the rate that men do. So you're looking at like one or two pounds of muscle, maybe in like a four to six weeks time frame of like diligent weight training and a hypertrophic state where you're trying to build muscle, you know? Um, So, um, you know, unfortunately, right away, what is typically happening is you're looking at that that fluid moving. So you're looking at the water weight, um, possible the inflammation. Um, You know, I kind of think it's like a chicken or egg situation of like, because people say, well, muscle weighs more than fat, but I'm like, but one pound of muscle and one pound of fat are the same on a scale, but one pound of muscle is going to take up less mass than one pound of fat actually would. So um, I always kind of like have like this internal conflict when I hear people say, well, muscle weighs more than fat. And I'm like, no, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. I mean, like you could take a pound of steel and a pound of feathers. It's still a pound, but you're going to have a whole heck of a lot more feathers, (laughs) you know? Um, So, but, but that is not to be discouraging. Um, Whenever you start lifting weights, like you just said, you're creating these little microscopic tears in the muscles, your body. And this is how the body's burning more calories because it, it has to take this extra energy to try to repair that. And that is going to cause us to pull pull fluid in, hold fluid. Um, So you are likely to see your weight go up. And another thing though, is as time goes on, if you still notice like your weight isn't dropping, then you could be getting into the the body composition, which is a really great benefit of, of like weight training and exercise where, yeah, now, you know, you're kind of maintaining this weight because you have, you know, gained some muscle, but what you're not taking into consideration is how much fat mass have you lost? 
you know, um, so you could be losing inches or your clothes could be fitting better. You know, maybe you're leaning out in certain areas because beyond popular belief, um, we can't target train an area. So, I mean, you could do glute workouts, but you're not going to wake up, you know, a Kardashian the next day. Like it's, it's <laughs> you, you can't, you could do crunches until you're blue in the face. It's not going to give you abs, you know, right away. Um, you can't target train an area. So what you may not notice is some of that weight could be coming off or some of that fat mass could be coming off in areas um, that you just, you know, maybe you don't know, maybe it's in your back, maybe it's in your legs, your thighs, your arms, you know, so maybe the area that you're focused on, is not the area it's leaving. Yeah. And you, you still think you're not making progress, but you are. Um, so that's another reason why I'm just not a huge fan of, of the scale. I think it's a good way to like collect data, but I, I don't put a whole lot of faith in it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to see the results right away. That's the thing. So yeah. You start working out and you step on the scale and you're seeing it go in the wrong direction. That's it, not it, what, yeah, it's discouraging. So I, yeah. I totally understand when women, you know, come to me with this question um, and want the answers right away and want to know. But what I do, what I always tell them is whatever you do, don't stop working out because right. it's exactly. not to say that it's not working for you. Right. Well, and another thing too, I, you know, would be curious because I'm assuming, so like if, if we're going to initiate, um, let's say like a, a four or five time a week weight training regimen, obviously we're coming from most people probably come to you, I'm assuming from like a low carb atmosphere yeah. and we're yeah. carbon them up because you, you need that energy to sustain these workouts. You yeah. could be getting a little bit of water weight too, because you're you, sure. for like one gram of carb, you're retaining up to four grams of water. Right. So yes, and there there's be other, other variables other there. going on with you, but you're so honed in on seeing the results from the workout that you're not paying attention to everything else. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what yeah. other things should someone have in place in their life, whether it's mindset or other lifestyle things, to really make, you know, this a, a true healthy lifestyle, incorporate exercise in a good, healthy way, and not just find that they're overdoing it at the gym and then doing nothing the next week because they burn. Yeah. Out. Because they're, because they're burning. So I, I do think, uh, kind of goes back to like, you have to find what, what you enjoy and what you like, uh, cause you're not going to keep it up. Let's just be real. You're not going to keep it up if you don't enjoy it. Um, and don't get so fixed into thinking you just have to do one thing. So like for me, I found that I really loved weightlifting and I used to have this really rigid thought of like, oh no, I'm a weightlifter. I'm not a yogi. I'm not a, you know, a, you know, I wouldn't do a Zumba class or something right. like that. Don't get so rigid because you may find that you enjoy multiple modalities of exercise and you can rotate those out and just be a really active, happy, healthy person. And that is wonderful. That's actually ideal. <laughs> yeah, and variety, you know, prevents you from getting bored. It keeps you a little bit. Yeah. You know, and it keeps your body from adapting. Your body is always going to adapt. Um, so, you know, anytime that you do something, you push your body into this adaptation. And if you're only doing something, that's another reason why you want to deload. Um, you know, if you're always doing something, your body's going to adapt to it and it's not going to give you the results, um, you know, that you're probably looking for. So, so change up those adaptations or, um, you know, your modalities of the way that you're exercising. Um, I do think if you're enjoying it and you're doing it consistently, that is going to be 
it's going to make you feel good enough on its own. But what I just find to happen is, and this is just because we've been conditioned. So it's like, it's nobody's fault, but bringing it back to that scale, if you're only doing this exercise to see that scale move, you're going to fail. And I know that sounds really harsh, but you're going to, because that scale is going to, to move up and down throughout the rest of your life. So if that's the only reason why you're doing it, and that's the only method of progress that you're tracking, you're just really putting yourself up for failure. I think it's really important to look at all of the other areas that exercise has been beneficial for you. You know, for one, um, you know, and I do this a lot with my clients and we look at all these like different ways that we progress. I had a woman that uh, used to come to my classes that was middle-aged, um, probably in her, her late 50s. And she said, I can walk up and down stairs without holding on to the rails now. Do you know mm-hmm. how huge that is? Yeah. Like that, I mean, that it, that's not but measurable on a scale. Thing. Exactly. Exactly. Like her life is totally different because she can do that now. Um, You know, those types of things, like, are you able to play with your kids without getting winded? Are you able to go up and down stairs easier? You know, equality of life, like, is the exercise that you're doing improving your quality of life? You know, is it improving? Have you noticed that your P, uh, PCOS is, is being more manageable? Maybe you're having regular menstrual cycles now. Maybe you're, you know, um, because weightlifting does, um, you know, reduce your androgen. So maybe you start doing some weightlifting. Maybe you notice acne goes down. You know, there's just take the time to be proud of yourself and all of these other areas um, absent of just the scale and like your, your weight or your measurements or your clothes size, Uh, because there are so many other benefits to exercise that I think once you start looking at those, you want to keep them up. Right. You know, I, I know a lot of times I've, I've gotten the question of like, how do I keep motivation? And this is one of the first things I talk to my clients about. I'm not a fan of motivation. I'm, I, I, it's, it's fickle. It's not going to be there. It's going to come and go. And, you know, over the last like five to six years, especially since I've been in like the fitness, you know, health industry, I've very seldom, seldomly been motivated. Right. Yeah. I always tell people motivation and willpower are not going to get you far on their own. And how did we get to the point where we gave them so much weight and emphasis? Right. right. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And yeah. people always say, well, I can't do it. I don't have the willpower. I don't have the motivation or this person has more willpower than me. That's why they're successful. No, that's, it's not. It's right. not why they're successful. Right, no, exactly. It's not why they're, they're getting to their health goals. It's because they have a plan. They do mm-hmm. things even when they don't feel like it. Yeah. The benefits because they know what, exactly. what it does for their body. You know, So it's a different perspective mm-hmm. to think about more like the end results and what you're gaining in the process as opposed to thinking, well, Am I going to lose 10 pounds by tomorrow if I do this? Probably not. So I'm not motivated right. to do it. Oh, just imagine like if you're, if you're listeners and I'm just assuming, cause this is where a lot of us come from. If you're currently working out for the sole purpose to just lose weight or, or, you know, whatever that little goal is for you, maybe it's, you know, get the scale to move. Just try it for one week of change your perspective of like, I'm exercising. I'm doing this because I enjoy it. I feel good when I do it. And I noticed since I've done this, X, Y, and Z is going on, you know, in my life. You know, I, maybe you, you feel better about this. Maybe you feel more empowered, just like we mentioned. Like when I finish a weight training exercise, I, I just, 
I feel amazing. I feel really good about myself. And for someone like with PCOS, most of us struggle with self-esteem because of the, you know, external factors that we've dealt with our whole life. That's a big win for me, you know? So just, if you could just do that little switch of like, I'm doing this exercise because I love it, because it makes me feel good. And it does X, Y, and Z for me. I just believe you're going to be more likely to keep it up. Now, that's not going to say there may come a week where crap hits the fan and you don't do your workouts. Like, that's life. Yes. You know, don't beat yourself up over that. That's life. But once you start really enjoying your body and what it can do for you and how being active can improve your life, you're going to want more of it. I promise you. Yeah. And, and then motivation is not a part of it. Because like you said, you're going to do it even when you don't want to, because you know that you're going to feel good for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That takes yeah. practice. So I think that... Oh, it does. It doesn't yeah, happen it's, overnight. It's a good thing for, for us to talk about for anybody listening who is like not there yet in mm-hmm. that place of doing something they don't feel like it. So I don't want anybody to feel like they're doing it wrong or anything like that. It takes practice. You just have to be consistent. Right. So how would someone get started? If they're looking to do something small, something really easy, like a low-hanging fruit, something they can do right now as far as exercise, if they're not really active, what would you recommend is the best place to start? Um, first thing that comes to my mind is kind of ask yourself, like, what what is actually feasible? right now. Um, you know, what, what is actually feasible because, uh, well, especially like in the, in the midst of of COVID, um, you know, probably going to a gym or a class or something like that, maybe out of, out of the way for you. Um, so, and depending on where you're at and your fitness level, like, is it going for a 10 minute walk right now? Is that feasible? Is it, you know, maybe you need to sit down and, um, you know, do some exercises seated in a chair, you know, like what could you actually do right now? And most people know that answer. They think mm-hmm. that they don't like, I've had people say, well, you know, th- they know what they're, they're doing. I don't like to use the word wrong, but they know what they're doing. That's not serving them well. Yeah. So they know the opposite is the answer. So most people already know. So like, as I said that they're probably thinking, oh, well, I could, do this, or I could do that. Um, all of it works. Right. All of it, all of it works and it's all beneficial. So meet your body where it's at and do what you can do today. Like right now. Um, you know, I am a huge fan of walking. I mean, like that is, I feel like that is so underrated and it's free. Most people hopefully can can possibly go outside and go walk. Um, if not, you know, you can walk around your house. Um, but not only does it help with what a lot of people look at, it's like, you know, the aerobic part of it and, and the calorie burn, but it also helps stimulate the central nervous system or the parasympathetic nervous system. And that helps your body rest and digest. So mm-hmm. if you have, you know, some of a PCOS and we have like this like crazy lifestyle and we got all of these stressors and all of these things going on, walking is going to help your body calm down from that. Mm-hmm. And it's going to give your your mind time to just be with yourself and be in your body and increase that awareness. So you know, I, I say go for a walk. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I think walking is super therapeutic. Is yeah. Really- yeah. And that's another, if you don't mind me, just kind of adding in, because um, I know we talked about like overtraining and like these signs and symptoms to look for. I uh, also just 
for people, especially if they, maybe they're ambitious and they want to get to the point where like, okay, like I'm starting out small, but I do want to get to the point where I can do these really awesome hardcore workouts or these, you know, maybe they want to get to the point where they can do a 30 minute HIIT workout or, you know, whatever the case is. If your ambition is to, to have, you know, intense workouts because they make you feel good, they make you feel, you know, like a, you know, bomb.com queen, that's great. Make sure that the rest of the pieces outside of your workout are in alignment. And what I mean by that is you can't expect to not sleep, not eat nutritionally. Um, I said that really weird. I can't say it. But anyway, (laughs) you guys know what I'm saying. All right. You know, you're not sleeping. You're not eating well. You, You know, maybe you're overworked at your job and you're stressed or you have like some major stressors in your life and you're, you know, you've got all of these um, major stress bombs against you. And then you think that you're going to make things better by doing this intense 30 minute workout. Right. I hate to tell you, but you're, you're not going to make things better. So if you have ambitions to, to, to work out super hard and intense, those things are great. Make sure that the other things are in alignment too. Your life outside of your workout is just as important as that hour or less than an hour, hopefully, that you're working out. So uh, make sure that you're sleeping. Make sure that you're paying attention to your nutrition. Address the stressors in your life. You may not have control over the stress that comes at you, but you can control how you respond to it. Those things are going to impact your workout as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I love that because if your foundation is shaky, Mm-hmm. don't add more things on your plate, right? right? If you're already not sleeping well, you're not eating the best, or, you know, you, you know that there are things that you can do first, don't go for exercise to think that it will fix those other components. Right. And that may be something that, you know, like, as you said, which, I mean, obviously I'm going to encourage anyone to get active, but like, if you're really thinking of like a, a major lifestyle change, I want to follow a plan or I want to do something. Uh, maybe one of the first things that you do is you make sure that you have those other pieces in alignment too, you know, like it, you know, yeah, um, because when you think about it, you have to eat and you have to sleep. So if you're not doing those relatively well, you know, you don't have to exercise to survive. You do have to eat and sleep to survive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to look at these things in order, I think, sometimes because there are many things you could be doing and you don't need to do all the things. Right. You know, (laughs) we do, but we don't. (laughs) We think we do, but we really, really don't. So I think what you're saying is so true. Like exercise has to fit, but you don't want to do it in a way that is not, taking away or making other things worse. Right. And just if I can just use like some of my clients as as an example, there may be some times where, you know, well, okay, like most people, um, like if if I have a client that's a teacher right now, we're getting back into school in the midst of COVID and things are going crazy. The last thing I want her to do is to try to get five workouts in this week. And in fact, you know what I tell her? Sleep. Please sleep for me. And, you know, if you feel up to it, let's do some walking and maybe some yoga to help your body, you know, decompress and de-stress. Once life levels off for you and things are great, then we'll come back to the weight training and maybe some of the hit and stuff like that. So, um, you know, you don't have to be rigid in in your your schedule either. Uh, But those are just some of the things that I don't, I don't know that I really see it in our culture, people saying, Hey, you know, if you're going to do the intense exercise, it has to be during a time where all the other pieces are in, in place too. 
no one's really telling us that. Right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and also just, you know, um, you know, if you're doing those workouts, it's, it's awesome. You, you don't really have to work out over an hour. I don't think we talked about that. That was something I really wanted to share. And I always think it's funny. I share this with my clients. The reason why we think that we have to work out an hour is because back when personal training and such became popular and people were training other than the gym, they couldn't pay you for, or they couldn't charge you for like a 35, 45 minute time. So like they had to charge you for an hour slot to train you. But like you could, you could do an effective workout in 30, 40 minutes. Yes. And, and and be done. So you don't have to be, you know, two hours in the gym killing yourself to to be effective. And actually, yeah. after about like the 50 minute mark, that's when cortisol starts starts getting stimulated and increasing too. So yeah. Uh, so it's really important. So yeah. So I think what I hear, I'm hearing Sorry. you saying is give yourself permission to do less, but still yeah. <laughs> stop, right. Yeah. Like, and who does that? We always want to do more, but Yes. Give yourself permission to do less. Find you do you find your own version of a workout that you can actually fit in and continue to do in whatever duration, whatever style it is. If it feels good, it's the right one for you. Right. Yeah. 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 So and I've had um, I know that sounds kind of funny that, you know, like our topic was cover and exercise. And I'm actually like, yeah, like you may not have to go as hard as you think you do. But they're a little surprised by that. But, um, but yeah, and you know, another thing is, even though like we talked about like, okay, the stressors and, and you know, don't over exercise your body. Just listen to those cues. If you enjoy CrossFit, you enjoy powerlifting, you enjoy um, like cycling. And for some reason, I think that there was something that when was going around that cycling was like, pe- people with PCOS shouldn't do it. I mean, there's all these things that go around. Um, You know, it's not to say like everyone is so different. PCOS is so complex. It impacts us differently, but not even just within your individual PCOS being different. Your lifestyle is different. Your, Your economics are different. Everyone is just in a different place. So find what you enjoy, what serves your body well, what makes you feel good, meet your body where it's at and just don't, don't avoid those signs whenever it is telling you something's up. Um, so, you know, if things are, are getting a little intense, take, take the rest day <laughs> okay. like or a couple that. if you need to. <laughs> yeah. I have to ask you a few months ago, you posted on social media, something that I've never heard about. It was around cardio. And of course mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was called, but I had to ask you about it. It was a more moderate form, I think. Yeah. List. Low, low cardio. In- Low intensity, steady state cardio, right? Is that what you were talking about? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? Tell us briefly, briefly about Yeah, that. yeah. So um, like when it comes to like exercise, like there's like, there's like three like systems. There's like it's phosphagen, aerobic and anaerobic. And so uh, I'm not going to go into all that detail. If, if someone has questions about that, they can, they can let me know. But, uh, you know, like HIIT training, which is really helpful for a lot of us with, uh, with PCOS, um, you know, like it's like really um, fast burst of exercise and then you rest. So like, for instance, you may do like 30 seconds of burpees, you rest for the equal amount of time. You come back, you do 30 seconds of, of uh, squats or whatever the case. You're back and forth. You're doing intervals. But when you are at work, you're going really hard. Okay. Max effort. Um, lift is kind of like your aerobic exercises. The longer 
lower intensity. So um, like for my clients that, that do lists, you know, we're looking at things like walking, maybe for some people it's jogging. Um, it, it needs to be something that, you know, you could still possibly carry on a conversation. If not, you know, over stressing the body, you can do this steadily over at least a 30 minute period of time. So walking, jogging, swimming, uh, yoga is, is even less, um, you know, if you're in a gym, maybe it's getting on the elliptical or treadmill, but keeping it at a lower pace instead of doing this, like pushing your maximum effort or like, you know, whatever your, you know, 70, 80, 90% effort, you know, mm-hmm. we're kind of keeping things more moderate, lower and slower. Um, and actually over time, that's actually super beneficial for fat burning, which I know a lot of people are looking for. Uh, but yeah, kind of going should say that fat burning happens almost last, like mm-hmm. your body will burn carbs first, but then yeah. it would burn some proteins. And if someone wants to burn fat, they really need to do a longer duration, but a lower intensity. So the body right. can tap into the, the fat right. stores. Um, and this would probably be good for cortisol levels. It wouldn't shoot yes, up. And that, yeah. And that's another reason, kind of like going back to like the walking is because not only are you getting the, you know, aerobic part, like the cardio part of it, but when we keep things lower and slower, we're not stimulating cortisol, the stress hormone as, as much. And you're, you know, you're actually getting the body to calm down. So, and like, I'm sure you probably have explained this before, but when cortisol goes up, insulin goes up. And then for those of us with PCOS, like that's a huge issue. We're already struggling with, you know, increased amounts of insulin because of insulin resistance. And so that is going to lead to androgens going up as well. It's just a vicious cycle. Um, That doesn't mean, so like a lot of people will say, well, okay, well, if, if lift cardio is, more beneficial for fat burning and this and that, why should I do HIT? And this kind of goes back to, to bio-individuality. Like what is better for you? HIT is is short. Notice like, I usually don't want uh, my clients doing more than 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops of HIT. Like you really do not want to go beyond that moment of time. Um, you know, it uh, can actually, you know, it doesn't have as big of an impact on... Um, cortisol as like maybe like marathon running one, you know, like where you're high intensity, like for a long period of time. Um, but it's, it's also really beneficial with helping those metabolic things as well, such as insulin too. It's just, we do it a lot smaller increments, <laughs> shorter, yeah. shorter time. Um, but I'm a huge fan of lists. Uh, almost all of my clients, um, are, are exposed to, to list cardio, especially during stressful times. You know, like those, which is for a lot of us here lately over the last couple of months, you know, it's been really stressful. So, um, so yeah, but a lot of people think that you just have to be like really hardcore in your exercises and that's just not the case. It just really depends. Yeah. There are so many options, you know, there's yeah. so many variations that you could do of your own routine, which is. Yeah. Yeah, there, there is, there is. And then of course, if anyone has like any questions, uh, you know, about the routines and stuff like that. I, um, I actually, it'll be back up on my website. I used to have like a seven day, like free, like workout plan and stuff like that. And I have a couple other things that can, you know, uh, be used to help with, uh, if you're wanting to get into a routine, but really it, you know, keep it simple, sweetie. (laughs) Like you can, (laughs) you can make it so easy there at home and, and just, just enjoy it. Uh, because it, it feels good to feel good in your body. Absolutely. And exercises yeah. help, helps you get there. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, where can my listeners find you to check out all your amazing content and maybe some of the resources you have on your website? Yeah, yeah. So um, my website is livefreehealthcoaching.net. Um, that's where you'll find me. And um, I, I have a couple of programs and then I do my coaching program as well there. Uh, but on social media, I am that PCOS coach on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, so I'm really active there. <laughs> you, yes, you, you can are. find me there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, also, which, um, you know, you were on my podcast as well, if they want to uh, listen listen to my podcast. It's uh, uh, Live Free Radio and it's on all platforms as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I'm going to link to everything in the show notes yep. so people can easily find it. Yeah. And yeah, if anyone is still not following Letitia, I highly recommend you go do that thank on you. both TikTok and Instagram. She is just the best. Amazing thank content. You. And thank you for having me on here. This is a great topic. I hope it wasn't all over the place. There's just so much to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I think a lot of people find it helpful. <laughs> Good. <laughs> If they want to reach out to you, I'm sure you'll be um, kind of checking your DMs and getting back to people. So for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the interview and I've found a lot of great insights, strategies, and information in what we discussed today. For more information, please visit the show notes below so you can get all the details, links, and recommendations that were discussed today. And if you like this podcast and what you've heard today, leave a review and subscribe to the show so you never miss when new episodes are out and you also help more people find this information. I'll be here again next week with a new episode. Until then, be well. Bye for now.